This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. It's Friday. Let's fish. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. Happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go and when planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Bruce Jean and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we get to talk to a couple of champions. We have the uh, Bass Champions of the third annual Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. They were also the uh, original Bass Champions two years ago. Joe Oman, the Marketing Coordinator at Northland Fishing Tackle, and Sam Larson, the Visual Marketing Coordinator at Northland Fishing Tackle. So they obviously like fishing quite a bit. Guys, congratulations. Thanks. Thanks so much. So you won it two years ago, and you were third last year, won it again this year. Let me ask ask a question. You don't have to tell me which one, but were you fishing the same lake all three years? Some of the same, and then we've been trying out some new stuff, too, especially after the first year, and we found out how much fun the tournament was. So we've been exploring around, uh, but we have one lake that's been really good to us, and that was a, a key player in the tournament. So, And, and Joe, what about um, presentation? Has it been the same presentation every time, and the tournament has been about the same time of year, or have you been doing something different there as well? Pretty much been sticking with the same deal. A lot of frogging, a lot of top water. You know, when you get to this time of year, the vegetation's really thick, um, and they love hiding in there. And the best way to cover it and cover a lot of it is top water. A little bit of flipping jigs, flipping Texas rigs, but yeah. you just got to get in the thick stuff and find them. And, and Northland actually just came out with a new frog that we've been working really hard on. You know, a lot of people. Uh, think of us as a walleye brand, and and we love walleye fishing, love walleye fishermen, but we got a lot of hardcore bass heads in the office too. Uh, so we spent a lot of time coming up with this new frog, um, and it's is actually perfect for this time of year because kind of the late season we've had, the rice was more in the laid down state, and anyone who fishes frogs in the rice knows that's kind of the 
the worst time to fish it, but the new frog we have has hooks that sit really tight to the body, and it, it helps get through that really thick rice and and catch a lot of fish doing that. It seems to me a lot of bass anglers love the time of year when you get to topwater. That seems to be the thing they really like. What is it about topwater you like? Well, I mean, for starters, just big explosions that you can see. <laughs> it's, it's There's something primal about seeing a fish just trying to absolutely kill um, whatever it is that it sees in front of it. I mean, it's just so violent and wild. It's just an enjoyable experience. Yeah, this, this time of year, those big fish, I think, are really just easing into putting on their winter feed bag, like right right now. It's kind of been a good good time to host this tournament, but those big fish get big for a reason, and they are such good hunters, and they hit a frog. It, it's amazing how accurately and how violently um, this time of year they'll eat a frog. We had two fish uh, that ate us that we couldn't even reel down on. We had to crank with the rod tip. We couldn't even crank the reel handle because they eat it, and they just charge down. Um, and I think, too, uh, those big fish always know that a frog is a super satisfying um, satisfying meal for them. Uh, it's, it's rewarding. It's fairly easy. So Basically anything they see on top, you know, mm-hmm. they, they see it as an easy meal and a fulfilling meal. And you can get the numbers doing the frog, too. Right. If you're just out every day fishing, it's not just a big fish bait. It's, uh, you know, we always say it's the best bait to catch numbers, but also the best bait to get a real big one. You guys have been around a while. Are, are you from the Bemidji area? Not originally. I went to school up here mm-hmm. um, and ended up getting an internship with Northland through my senior year and and stayed, tried to stay. And luckily, Northland had me, and I was able to stay. So it would right. be, be hard to move away now. So Yeah. And I'm, I'm from the Twin Cities area originally, mm-hmm. and I went to school here as well, college. Um, and, yeah didn't really find any reason to leave there's too many good <laughs> lakes to fish <laughs> you know and there's you know so many of the guides i talk to the like uh, bruce gene or any of those guys there's a ton of them that they went to college at bsu the reason they came to bsu because you could go fishing a lot of them worked at northland you know as a as a job while they were in college some of them stayed with northland like you guys others have you know gone and done something else but boy there is a strong bemidji state contingent uh, amongst the people I talk to on a regular basis. Right. And I think a lot of it is because you can fish here. Right. And even uh, we find some of those ones that move away, that you, some guys we run into the fishing industry, they've went to school in Bemidji or they you know, spent a couple years in Bemidji. It, it's definitely a, a hub for fishing, that's for sure. Yeah. And they always, they always say, oh, you guys got it so good there. Yeah. You got it so good. Oh, I, I love my time up there. So. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, that's why we stayed. Yeah, actually. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when when you came to Bemidji State, uh, we'll get back into the tournament talk because I have a few more questions about that. But I, I'm kind of curious, when you came to Bemidji State, did you anticipate you were going into the fishing industry one way or the other? No. Uh, really? For, for me, I mean, I always loved to fish. Um, and a big passion of mine, but I, I didn't – it, it kind of luckily, you know, fell into my lap almost through the internship. But that being said, now now that I know it um, and realize what the, the industry is all about, I think for anyone looking to go in the industry, it's, it's not unachievable. Uh, companies are looking for young people who have fishing experience, who are in love with the sport. I always kind of thought it would be something like, 
oh, you got to be a, you know, for me, I, I have a graphic design background. So, oh, they just hired, you know, the best graphic design background. But when I started talking and working with Northland, uh, being a fisherman was a huge plus to them because I understood the market. I understood the baits. I understood the techniques for infographics, stuff like that. Um, and then as I got into the industry, no matter if they're the CEO or, um, you know, in a marketing intern, like everyone fishes, every almost everyone in the industry fishes. So it's a really key part. And I'd say anyone looking to get into it, just keep trying, keep knocking on doors. And yeah. if you have the passion for it, you should find some success. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, you came up here, you, you fell in love with fishing, you got a job in the industry. Um, when you when you came up, were you planning on going in marketing? Both of you guys were are in, in marketing. Was that kind of what you were studying coming into this your college experience, or did it just kind of go that way? You know, like for, for me, it was just something that kind of ended up unfolding for me. You know, I came to college to go to school for biology. I know that lasted about a year. <laughs> so, and... I went on to uh, go after a business degree. I was just looking for a generic business degree, something that I could do a lot with at the time because I wasn't really sure which direction to go. Um, so that's what I went with, and, you know, it's just kind of unfolded. I've done a lot of different things at Northland through, you know, some sales, um, customer service stuff, um, and that eventually just led to marketing. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of same for me. Uh, I got interested in Bemidji State as a school um, and kind of had two directions. Uh, obviously, the, the fisheries biology intrigued me, but then also they had a great graphic design program. So I went to school freshman year, uh, kind of focusing on graphic design, but kind of kept uh, biology in my back the back of my mind. And uh, thank you, Dr. Fulton, for making a very rough uh, biology 101 class yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. And I knew uh, I knew graphics were the way to go. So uh, couldn't thank him more than that because I, I uh, ended up where I really wanted to be. Uh, so it worked out good. But, yeah, I, I went to school uh, for graphics. I always had an interest in art and uh, also design. I, you know, when I was younger and still now, I build some of my own lures. Uh, so that was help, and that's how I kind of got edged into doing both the graphics side at Northland, but then working a lot with the product development team, working on new baits, stuff like that. So, so as you guys grew up uh, fishing, what, were you were you walleye fishermen or were you always bass fishermen? Oh, when I was growing up, it was always walleyes. Okay. I did a little pan fishing at home, but you know, I never really bass fished until 2016, 17. It's been relatively recent. You know, it's not something that I've been doing for a long time. We were just always focused on walleyes which i love catching walleyes you know? <laughs> yeah i love them all but just something about bass fishing especially midsummer like this that you just can't can't replace it with anything else yeah and i was kind of the opposite um so my dad grew up the son of a norwegian immigrant so my grandpa and him they were walleye slayers and they just fished walleye but growing up um we saw all the bass media on TV and you know, all the bass shows, uh, and we actually started vacationing, or most of my life we vacationed uh, just south of Itasca State Park there on a little weedy lake. So me and my brother, all we wanted to do was bass fish. So bass fish, bass fish, bass fish. And then as we, as I moved up to school up here, and we have all these great walleye opportunities, I started fishing a lot more walleyes up here. So I, I kind of 
do kind of the Peterson deal of, of fish walleyes in the spring while it's good, which this year uh, the walleye fishing was phenomenal, better than the bass fishing, so I, I walleye fished a lot longer than I, I usually do. Yeah. Uh, but now kind of midsummer, I tend to go from the bass. But I, I love them both, and I love a little bit of variety into my fishing too. Joe Ullman and Sam Larson are the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament Bass Champions for the second time in three years. Got a lot more to talk about with Joe and Sam next. I'm Kevin Cochran, celebrating another year of patiently educating Kev Jackson on fishing called Bunyan Country. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Chuck Hassey, a Leisure Outdoor Adventure, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Workmates and teammates. Sam Larson and Joe Ullman are my guests today. They both work in Northland Fishing Tackle, and they have won the Lukens Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament Bass Division for the second time in three years. They finished third the other year. And guys, i got to tell you, it's interesting because the founders of Northland Tackle, of course, are, are big bass anglers, always have been. And I've been doing this show a long, long, long time. And when I started doing this show, they were about the only bass anglers I knew. Um, everybody else was walleye anglers. Uh, that has changed dramatically. Um, so many more people to talk to about bass fishing now. It's, it's really grown in popularity in the last five to ten years. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the college fishing catching on. And, and, of course, now high school fishing. That's helping that next generation. But I think, um, you know, it's just... Uh, I talk a lot about it. I think a lot of it is is social media and YouTube videos and Facebook Lives. Uh, people see it a lot more than they used to and don't have to catch it on a Saturday morning on whatever channel. It's there in front of their faces all the time, and people are starting to really get into it. Yeah, I mean, from, you know, I think you hit it right on the head there. Like, from what we've seen, uh, social media particularly has really exploded, especially in the younger generation. Um, because all across the country, people can bass fish. You know, there's a lot of parts of the country where you can't go and have the walleye fishing that we have here. Um, so everybody's bass fishing out there. And, you know, you're seeing all of this content pumped out around bass fishing. Obviously, that's what the kids are following. They can get into their high school team and fish in college. It's just really exploded the um, bass fishing in the younger generation. Two, I think now what I see kind of on the flip side is now the techniques are really developing on walleye too mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of them are getting taken from the bass side of things so a fish is a fish and a lot of times walleyes eat similarly to bass and there's there's becoming a lot more crossover than i think even 10 years ago i think walleye and bass were very divided and now uh there's a lot of techniques that a lot of crossover so it's mm-hmm. It's fun to be a part of. But, yeah, it's cool to see the, the growth in bass. And another thing is, too, um, you know, working with Bagley, we get to work with pro staff all around the country. And some of them come up to visit us, and they are always so excited, too, because we have some of the best bass fishing in the nation. Hands yeah. hands down, uh, the people that come up and bass fish here, you know, everyone thinks it's the walleyes, but the bass fishing is, is spectacular compared yeah. to a lot of places in the country. 
Well, I mean, I've always heard that. I mean, we know that we don't get as big a bass as they do mm-hmm. down south because they've got that longer, warmer growing season. But that, I've always been told that our bass are far more fun to catch. They're far more aggressive. They're far more lively. And there's a lot more of them. Right, for sure. And I think they say, you know, the average that you catch here is much better than most other places in the country. You might not catch 10-pounder, but you can go out and catch 3-pounders all day, which you really can't do that in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah you, you find a lot of those lakes are kind of like the bigger pressured walleye bodies up here that they're getting they're getting fished, you know, those big bass down south are getting fished for, well, all season long, mm-hmm. uh, really targeted, so they're a lot harder to catch. And like I said, we don't, I, I hate to advertise it, but we don't have the pressure up here yeah. in all these little lakes. Uh, you can get in and, and catch a pile of them, so it, it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to ask the question because I would be, you know, I wouldn't be a good journalist if I didn't ask the question. I don't expect you to tell me the truth, but I want to ask anyway. Are you willing to share any of the lakes you were on this past weekend? Well, well ones with public accesses. Yeah, <laughs> a few, few with public accesses, you know. There were really nice lakes in uh, the Beltrami Hubbard Clearwater <laughs> County area. Okay, yep. thanks for narrowing it down to me. Yeah, yeah. so you got about four in the picture. But the, the truth of it is uh, some of the lakes we fish are extremely small, um, and because of that, you know, they can't take take the pressure of, of knowing what's in there. So uh, just get out and fish a bunch of lakes, and it's not, you know, they're not as, as special as a lot of people think. There's a lot of big bass in a, in a lot of lakes that are – unsuspecting so yeah the minute you start going and trying all these different small lakes that we have around here you'd be very surprised what you could find yeah well i think that's the other thing people need to be aware of when it comes to bass i mean we know where the walleye lakes are there's there's a there's plenty of them but there's a limited number but if there's a 10 acre hole in the ground with water in it there's a good chance there's some bass in it yeah Yeah. pretty much yeah yeah so so there's many more opportunities, right? And, and, and to get and out there and catch. On top of that, you, you know, you're going to find panfish too. You might right. find your new favorite panfish lake. Yeah. You just yeah. never know. And of course, all those are loaded with pike. You know, they may not be big pike, but some action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what made this tournament? And we're going back to the tournament now. What made this tournament unique, and it has made it unique, is that big, you know, group of lakes, three counties. Any lake with the public access, you can fish. Um, you also have, you know, we've varied the the amount of time, but plenty of time uh, to fish. So rather than that, you know, ten hour to eight hour window on one specific lake, it's it's a really different kind of tournament. Do you like that format or not? Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely a grind, um, but it's. It's 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 stressful. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. We were out there, you know, right had the boat launched uh, just a little bit to the tournament and ready to make those first casts um, as soon as the clock turned over. Um, and then we fished till like eight o'clock that night. Um, we ended a little bit early because we knew our bite was generally in the past. We've done better on the morning bite. Seems like those big fish are always biting. If you watch the scoreboard. There's a lot of changes up until about noon, you know, not just with us, with other teams, and then the bass kind of seemed to slow down. This year we actually made a few culls in the afternoon, uh, but we decided to quit early so we could get right back out there 
early in the morning. But yeah, it's it's a grind, and I mean, it's you know a lot of the big tournaments go from you know seven to three or, or whatnot. But this one, being able to fish all day, it it takes a two man team of. I'll be driving for a while, and then it's like I I got to take a break. Joey, yeah. you know, flip it over, and we switch off driving and and try to take rest. But at the same point, it's like you got to keep casting because once you get a good solid bag, it just takes that one big bite, and those one big bites, you know, mm-hmm. they come by once twice a day. So it's right. it's a grind, but it's fun. It's fun. We really like it, and it you know like it it's amazing because it creates just an absolute shootout. It's like a big fish shootout, you know? Um, and one other interesting thing about it that we saw now this year, um, you don't have to spend 24 hours or whatever it would be on the water to, to do well. You know, our buddy Josh Leesberg, who actually won this last year, he wasn't able to fish for most of the day on Saturday. So in just a short period of time, he racked up, a really two, good, two uh, really big fish. Yeah, but, really you know, good. Sack we were going of fish to bed that, and we're like, "Oh shoot, Josh's fish." It was <laughs> like, "Oh, he's he's on him." It's the question <laughs> yeah. is, does he have enough time? And then Which t- he very well may have had enough time if you know. T- Tyler Winko was kind of in the the same point too, where he had right. uh, he owns keg and cork in town and had to, uh, you know, do that for the big all all. Uh, School, school reunion oh, yeah. so he was busy with that so he was i know he was fishing most of the morning but he was working yeah. in the afternoon and it was kind of like tyler you better get to the you know yeah. the bar here because he he racked up a really nice bag in the morning and yeah. it it's like i said it's it's so exciting because you see you know i think tyler had like three 1975s mm-hmm. and like a 19.5 and a 19 before noon on saturday and you're looking at this like how can yeah. we how can we catch this? And like you said, you just keep grinding and grinding, and it just takes a couple big bites to make big moves. But yeah. um, it's it's a trophy bag. Even everyone in the top ten, I think, had a trophy bag of bass yeah. for this this area. And those are things you know that you typically don't see in a normal tournament. When you tell somebody you can go to whatever your favorite lake is, you know, your big fish lake, you go there, spend a day and a half on it, show me the best that you can possibly do, and, and, and you see it. Yeah. yeah, really shows off the area. Yeah. Well, the tourney app uh, is is you know most people have done them now, and that's getting very very common. But until that came out a few years ago, I mean, fishing was like the only sport where you're competing and you don't know what the score is. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this yeah. you know what the score is. It's a, it, and you've done them both ways. What do you think? I honestly. I think it's a little more relaxing to not know the score. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't get it in your own head then. You know, you, yeah, yeah. If you don't know the score, you have a game plan of what you want to do, and you just go out there and you do it all day. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But when you have to sit there and watch it. Yeah. The you, donkey, the dreaded donkey. Yeah. <laughs> For those yeah. of you who fish the tournament, you know when the, a new leader happens, the app gives you a donkey yeah. notification of a donkey honk. And yeah. It's it it's, might make it a little bit more challenging because then you have to really make the right decisions. Yep. But at the same point, it tells you when you need to make a change well, too. So right. it's it's disadvantage and it's advantageous. Like, uh, so we use the app fish in our our Wednesday night league and and uh, last night uh, we had it where you could fish any lake in the league list. So we didn't think we were on a very good bite on our lake, but you go and check the app and you realize it's kind of not happening everywhere so you can make some smaller decisions to you know rack up a decent sized bag where if we didn't have that 
you know, then you sometimes think, oh, I need to, I need to catch a big one. So, yeah. like I said, it's a, a blessing and a curse, but, but it, it definitely changes the, the game. When you're the guy on the bottom of that list and you just <laughs> see everybody else going up and up yeah. and up, it's very easy to spiral out of control. Yeah. yeah. Going Sam, Omen, and Larson from Northland Fishing Tackle and the 2022 Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament Bass Champions. We've got a lot more to cover with them next, including whether they prefer fishing for fun or tournament fishing, and of course, a fast five. This is Mandy Ear, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails, campsites. You can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe is Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. My guest today, Sam Larson and Joe Oman. They work at Northland Fishing Tackle, but they are also tournament fishing buds and have won the Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament Bass Division for the second time in three years. And guys, what do you prefer? Do you prefer tournament fishing or do you prefer just fun fishing? I prefer tournament fishing myself. I mean, I love fun fishing too, but there was something about, you know, being able to compete in something again gives you a good feeling, mm-hmm. um, whether you win or not. It's always exciting. You know, it always gives you something else to work for. You're always trying to reach the next goal, yeah. whatever it may be. And I, I'm, I, I like it as a part of my fish, and I love just going out fun fishing too. Um, what I really, what kind of drew me into tournament fishing is. Uh, the learning and comparing yourself. Uh, so if you go out fun fishing, you might think you had a great day and it was great for you, but you come in on a tournament and you think you had a great day and it turns out you didn't, someone figured out how to catch them better than you. So then it, it drives you to go out the next time and figure out. And the flip side of that is, you know, like we were talking about in our league this week, that sometimes you think, oh man, I'm really not catching them today. But then you realize, like, oh, wow, like, it's just been a tough bite and we're managing okay for the situation. So I think it really fast-tracked, as soon as I started tournament fishing, it fast-tracked my fishing abilities because you were able to compare yourself. Um, And like Joey said, too, that that competitive edge is always super fun to to try to beat your buddies. You know, we're we're close with a lot of the guys in the tournament, and, of course, Charlie works in the office with us. So even our Wednesday nighters, it's like a, a... (laughs) <laughs> it's the most important tournament of the year, and yeah. it's it's. We get back to the office on Thursday, and everyone asks who won, Charlie or, or you guys. So yeah. it's a, a yeah. weekly dilemma, and it, it's a lot of fun. Well, let's let's talk a little fun fishing for as long as you guys are here. We got people listening that are maybe up on vacation, want to try some of these bass lakes. Um, as we noted, pretty much any lake is going to have some bass on it. So mm-hmm. where should we be hanging out right now? What do we need to have? in the boat with us well i think for starters um something that'd be real simple you know would be to pick up some spinner baits you know you can get spinner baits for relatively cheap you can throw it on basically any rod that you have really and you just go out and 
fine cover that you can see, whether it's pencil reeds, lily pads, you know. Even cabbage. Cabbage that's topping out, trees, anything you can see, you know, and just throw it around it. It's real simple. Catch everything, too. Right. Catch bass and pike Pike. and all sorts of stuff. You get a lot of action on it. It's real. It's it's fun. It's easy. Um, That's definitely one that I would start with. Sure. Another one that, like I said, it works throughout the season. Um, Charlie even caught a fish on our frog opening weekend when it, the water temps were, mm-hmm. what, like 50, I don't even know if they're 50 degrees. Yeah. But a frog works throughout the season up here. Um, and just finding shallow shallow cover, lily pads, reeds, uh, rice, and pitching that frog up around there. Uh, it does help to have a little specialized equipment, you know, heavier rods, heavier line, but... Uh, but it's fun too, you know. People can do it on a spinning rod with you know braided line, and you're probably going to lose more fish, but you're going to still be able to see those blowups right. and and watch those fish eat the frog, and you'll land a few too for sure. And that frog gives you the extra bonus of being you know pretty much weedless, so yep. you know you can throw it on in pretty much whatever you want, and it'll it'll get hung up occasionally, but you know it's kind of more forgiving in that aspect. Um, it's not quite as um, easy as far as landing goes, you know. Okay. But it's it's exciting. It's incredibly exciting. Yeah. And yeah. The, the third one would be just throwing some sort of jig worm around the, the deeper weeds. Uh, that's another really easy one to do, uh, especially, you know, say if you're a family that grew up walleye fishing and your kid wants to bass fish or whatnot, you just got to shift a little bit shallower and find the, the biggest, thickest weeds on the lake and just you know, pitch either a jig worm around or a wacky rig and just slowly working it around those weed lines, mm-hmm. you're going to catch bass doing that too. So That's if, actually if I, a really good one too, Sam. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I guess you got, yep. you know, everybody's got round head, round ball jigs. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you just grab one of those, get yourself a pack of uh, ribbon tail worms or a straight tail worm or yep. any type of worm and you just thread it on there and away you go. Yeah, and you can catch, you can throw that on any spinning rod, which is the majority of what people start with. So it's a real... Real easy way to catch fish early. Well, you noted that most of the action was in the morning. Typically, bass can will bite all day, but uh, would you recommend morning right now? Seems seems like this year the morning bite's been good. Um, the The early evening bite's also been good, but uh, yeah, you can you can catch them all day. But seem you know this year's been a little bit funky. Um, like I said, the walleye fishing was really good, but the cover was just really behind on the bass and it, it seemed like it just kind of put them in a little different areas so i think any advantage of low light you can give to them or even being the first ones you know at the fish they, they wake up in the morning and they start to eat and i think eventually they get full so that early morning bite's been been really good well before we wrap it up got to do the fast five yep. all right so we're gonna we're gonna throw it this way now normally i ask and you probably guys know because i know you guys have been listening to it I always ask, what's your favorite fish to catch? I already know the answer to that one. <laughs> so I'm going to vary that. Fast five. Did I stutter? Question number one. What is your favorite way to catch bass, Joe? Um, flipping. Okay. Jig texture. And I'm the same. I love throwing a frog, and I throw a frog more than anything. But it's pretty hard to beat flipping, you know, 10 yards from your feet and having one eat that close. And then it's just set the hook and man-to-man combat to drag them out of the cover. So I, I like a flipping bite. It's a lot of fun. All right. Question number two. Sam, what is your favorite fish to eat? Ooh, 
I, I think I gotta go with walleye on this. Um, I, I, I like walleye. I like all fish, but a good, like I said, you know, my dad grew up walleye fishing. I took us bass fishing, and now I go take him walleye fishing up here every spring. And a, a good walleye fish fry with my dad's pretty hard to beat. Okay, Joe. Uh, you know, it's so tough. I might have to throw you a curveball here and, and say a, um, probably a bourbon. Bourbon? Our old friend, Mr. Eelpaw. Wow. I've heard they're tasty. They're delicious. And there's there's a lot of things you can do with it. Yeah. It's a very versatile um, fish. You know, what I think a lot of people miss is that's a that's a freshwater cod. Right. If you like fish and chips, you make fish and chips with it. <laughs> it's, it's great, man. Uh, good point, good point. And by the way, I'm glad, despite your Norwegian heritage, you didn't say lutefisk. No, no, I tried not. My, my family's from the coast, so my grandma didn't even know what it was until oh. she came here. Yeah, that's, that's no good. Question number three, Joe. First fish you ever caught, how old were you? Oh, boy. You know, my guess would be probably a bluegill. And age, I'm not really sure. Probably... Four. Okay. Where would it have been? Um, I, I believe it would have been on Echo Lake, which is way over in the Crane, just south of Crane Lake. Okay. Kind of eastern, northeastern. So up there. All right. What about you, Sam? You know, it's, it's funny you ask this because I've been listening to the show all spring, and it's made me think about it. So I actually asked my dad. And my dad thinks it's probably a bluegill ice fishing don't know where but the first one i remember is definitely uh, at that resort we stayed at just south of the park or just south of itasca state park catching bluegills probably off the dock there so okay about how old would you guess uh i think the ice fishing he said three or four and <laughs> the ones i remember probably five somewhere in there all right all right sam dogs or cats oh cats for sure cats cats for sure yeah oh, really we got it's our highly unusual cat. I know, but there's a lot of good fishermen that like their cats out there. So <laughs> Gussie's got his cats, and so Gussie's got cats. Gussie's got cats. Got he's cats. the no. he's what do they call him? The the great Canadian snow leopard. Yep. But yeah, he's got he's got two cats. So wow, I'm, I'm a cat man myself. Sam okay. is a very very big cat <laughs> man. Okay. Well, Joe, you were shaking your head, so I expect a different answer from you. All you know, I would have to say dogs. Okay, for sure. Well, most most outdoor guys go dogs because a lot of them are hunters too, you right. know, and that's kind of a key. But cats are so much more independent. I mean, there is that. Right? I would say the true. greatest part about a cat is there's a bunch of food and some water. I'm going fishing. <laughs> we'll see you when I get back. They're just fine. All right, Joe. Question number five: What is your favorite TV show of all time? Oh, favorite TV show of all time. Um. You know, I'm probably going to have to go with Stranger Things. Uh, me and my wife just finished the most recent season, and I got I got way into that. That's not a lot. That's really good. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. What about you, Sam? That's that one kind of stumped me. I, I I always tell Joey that I'm not a great pop culture guy, and I always kind of forget to go, you know, watch something but forget about it. But I have to say, Linder's Angling Edge back when I was a kid growing up, because that's the one that. Sticks with me. I remember all those episodes. 
That's uh, so watching fishing for sure. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I know a number of lenders who are happy to hear that. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Well, Joe Oman is the marketing coordinator at Northland Tackle. Sam Larson is the visual marketing coordinator at Northland Tackle. They're also good fishing buds, and they are the uh, Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament Bass Champions for the second time in three years and top three finishes all three years, so they know their stuff. Guys, thanks for being here, and congratulations to you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks to Sam and Joe for joining us today. Thank you for listening. And keep an eye out for a Sunday special podcast exclusive with Steve Sapaniak on Mille Lacs Muskies. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.